healthy from the inside out. This is Valley Well by a Salud, a health and wellness information program brought to you by ValleyWise Health and District Medical Group. Each week, we go in-depth with different healthcare experts on some of your top health questions, getting answers to help you live your best life. Hello and welcome to Valley Well via Salude. I'm your host, Lauren Vargas. Experts say we're just about in the peak of COVID-19 cases in Arizona, but we're definitely not out of the woods just yet. So today we're talking about what our new normal looks like and what we can expect in the coming weeks and months. I'm joined by Dr. Michael White, Chief Medical Officer of ValleyWise Health. Dr. White, thanks for chatting with us today. Absolutely. Happy to be here. So I was looking at the calendar and we first spoke to you in mid-March. Now here we are, it's the end of April and certainly a lot has changed to say the least. What has the last month been like for you and your team at ValleyWise Health? Certainly over the last month, we have continued to you know, refine and evolve our processes and how we deliver patient care. You know, with COVID-19 disease emerging, it is something that we have never seen before to this extent in healthcare. So it's really looking at everything that we do within our hospital system and in our clinic system and how we have our day-to-day operations. We have been able to transition a lot of our care to be done in new and different ways, more telephonic visits, more telehealth visits to maintain that connection between our clinicians and our patients, how we are able to uh, get people in and through the emergency department, those that have those critical illnesses that we need to treat. We've severely, unfortunately, had to limit those folks that come into the hospital to visit those loved ones that may be hospitalized. So how do we maintain those connections by uh, establishing telephonic communications or, you know, video communications between the loved one that's hospitalized and those that aren't able to come visit them. So really, we've just kind of upended everything that we do in healthcare and really looking at each individual of these processes. The team within ValleyWise Health, and I'll say within all healthcare delivery systems across Maricopa County, have undergone these transitions and our professionals have been nothing but outstanding. The resilience, the engagement, the understanding, the really the camaraderie amongst all of these uh, wonderful individuals is what's going to get us through this and carry us into our new normal. Absolutely. Love seeing the high spirits and, you know, the positive attitudes. Um, Certainly, you guys have transformed so much of uh, operations. Does some of this uh, plan to stick longer than COVID-19? Can we see some of these changes uh, being permanent? I do. I really see that healthcare delivery is going to really have significant changes because of what we've seen through this COVID-19 pandemic. I think the virtual healthcare is here to stay. I think our adoption of being able to deliver some healthcare visits telephonically or through a video platform is uh, something that our patients and our communities have clamored for and has now you know, been really operationalized quickly um, in this pandemic area. I think that consumer demand, patient demand is going to continue this into the future. I do think that we will start to see us being more vigilant about how we interact with one another in public. I think we'll start to see, you know, increased evidence or 
increase incidence of those that are washing their hands, you know, making make sure that we are doing our best to protect and diminish the spread of any future infection. We may see a point where it becomes more socially acceptable to wear masks in public all the time um, around that. I think time will tell as we get further and further away from these peaks of the pandemic and how we get into that new normal as we go forward. Certainly in those countries that do have masking as part of their culture, so to speak, we are seeing less and less of the widespread surges um, in those countries. That's interesting. Well, some of those changes you're mentioning sound good to me. Some of them don't sound good to me. So is this a sustainable lifestyle, especially for Americans? You know, we're huggers, we're handshakers, we're touchy feely people. Is this how can we really change that about ourselves? I think it is, and I think that's a wonderful question. And I think we unfortunately don't know the answer to this yet. I certainly think that we are going to have to um, understand when we can have some of those social contacts back. Because you're right, the American culture, this is, and these are acceptable and preferred forms of greetings and understanding. I think this pandemic is going to change some of that to where we land uh, between what we were doing before and what we'll do going forward. Well, time is going to tell. So for those of you just tuning in, we are speaking with ValleyWise Health Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Michael White, about our new normal after uh, this peak of COVID-19 ends. Um, how has Arizona um, fared better or worse than other states and um, other countries, I guess? Certainly. The state of Arizona, we've had relatively mild number of cases throughout the state. We have certainly certain areas of the state where this has been certainly significantly more impactful. Uh, the Navajo Nation and in the northern part of Arizona, they've had tremendous number of cases and a significant impact um, uh, up in that part of the state. As we come into the southern portion of the state around Maricopa County, southern part of the state, we certainly haven't seen that vast number of cases such as those that you're reading about in New York, Detroit, and New Orleans, um, and or, or those large surges of patients. Uh, hard for us to understand. We have tested you know, a fair number of people, but not widespread testing. We've seen about, as of we're recording this, just under 5,000 positive cases within the state of Arizona. We've had a relatively no, low number of deaths in the state of Arizona as well. So all in all, I think we have fared better than a lot of states. Part of that is that we were very aggressive, you know, in our, you know, communications around hand hygiene, around social distancing. We weren't as early as some states around our stay at home, stay well order, but we were, you know, towards the front part of that. We, and those, you know, early measures, I think, have helped us, you know, not see these large surges that many of these other places have. Is it also, um, I guess the the distance from some of these places that are seeing a huge number like New York. I mean, we're pretty much as far away as you can get. Does that help? Or in this modern age where everyone can um, take a plane ride, it's not really the case. Again, as we learn more and more about COVID-19 disease and we learn more and more about how these individuals contracted um, this infection, we're going to find that 
Um, yes, it is a global disease because of air travel, and it is people coming in and out of various communities um, throughout the world. So we will absolutely notice that. But I do believe in Arizona, we aren't as population dense um, as some of these other cities are, such as New York, you know, New Orleans, Detroit, i.e. we don't have a lot of people living so closely together, um, which, you know, increases the chance that you're going to get some of this transmission of of these infections. Here in Arizona, yes, we have a large number of people, but we're relatively spread out across the state, even though we have that large number of people. And I, my opinion is, is that's going to have a benefit for us um, long term. And we aren't going to see that large surge of cases as in many other areas of the country. Does the weather have anything to do with it? The dry, hotter weather? hard for us to know. And I'm probably going to answer that as probably no. You know, we saw the same number of cases and we saw this prevalence of cases in areas of the world that were at in the summertime, such as Australia and New Zealand, we were starting to see cases in those parts of the world as well, um, without really effects to the temperatures. So even as we move from spring to summer, um, we may see a decrease, but I don't think we'll see this go all the way away. Gotcha. So according to predictions, we're reaching the peak of COVID-19 cases in Arizona. Let's talk about that for a little bit. What does this mean? What is a peak? So when we talk about the peak, we're all doing this based on statistical and mathematical models. And what it is, is we see the rates that we're seeing it of infection within the community to determine how well this or how this disease might spread to others within the community. So picture this, you infect one person, this person then may infect three other people, and then those people affect three other people. So that type of mathematical modeling um, around this. So we calculate that to determine what is the... from our index person or whoever brought this into the community, how long it's going to take it to spread to those out if we don't have any of these social distancing measures or the hand washing measures in place. So based on that, it feeds into a large a large formula for us to uh, to estimate when that peak may occur, depending on those transmission rates. Now, again, all of this is based on assumptions and math around it, as well as testing. So we haven't had the number of testing kits or the number of testing of mildly symptomatic or even asymptomatic people within our community. So we don't know what that true prevalence is. So it's hard for us to estimate those peaks. We think the peak will be this week, but we certainly could see it shift later. We may have already passed it a little bit. All we can say is kind of where we are today. We are speaking with uh, Valleywise Health Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Michael White, about our new normal in this COVID-19 reality that we're living in. By the way, you can still make an appointment to see one of our doctors. Um, A district medical group provider is always available to speak with you in person if needed, but we also have uh, televisits that um, have gone really well so far. We've done thousands of these in the last month. Uh, You can make an appointment same way you always do, uh, visiting valleywisehealth.org, or you can call us um, at 1-833-855-9973. That's 833-855-9973, Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. So we're somewhere in the peak. We've been talking about this. We're not quite sure. I mean, it's hard to really tell, but um, 
soon will be, uh, you know, we're estimated to start going down in our numbers um, of new cases every day. So does that worry you that that information is going to be public, that people will start to slip back into old ways and we'll start the cycle all over again? Certainly, I think that is one of our largest concerns as healthcare delivery organizations. And certainly uh, our concern within Valleywise Health is really when can we get back to doing those things that we were doing pre the pandemic time. Um, and it's understanding of these social distancing measures, what our true infection rate is within the community. So yes, I am concerned as we, you know, dial back some of these things and some of these restrictions that we've put in place, we may see an uptick in the number of patients that we're seeing within the hospital that are acutely ill because this is still present within the community and likely to be for many months to come. So at some point, we will have to figure out where that balance is because the way we're operating today is probably not sustainable long, long, long term out there. So we will have to find that balance into that new normal of that. So it's just us, you know, slowly dialing some of these things back, understanding how that affects us to make sure that we don't have this large surge of patients that will overwhelm our resources within the healthcare delivery systems. What is a sustainable situation for you? If you could give people three things that they could change their habits forever that might, you know, seriously help, what would those be? So the three things that would really help us, you know, within healthcare, you know, post this pandemic is number one, is if you are ill, if you are sick with, you know, cough, fever, chills, colds, that you need to stay home Talk to your healthcare professional about how those may treat those. Self-isolating yourself is one of those best ways to reduce the risk of transmission of any virus. Secondly is, you know, keeping uh, good hand hygiene. What I mean by that is washing your hands after you've touched, you know, flat surfaces. Try to avoid touching with your dirty hands, your eyes, your nose, your mouth, those things that are going to introduce those viruses um, into your body. And number three is really stay connected with family and understand that those social connections, those things of communication um, around that to make sure that you have a nice support system that's built around you. If we can have those three things that come from this um, this time of this pandemic, I think that will uh, serve us well as we uh, continue into our new normal. Certainly. We need to take, you know, some lessons from this. Um, absolutely. So uh, our audio producer for today, Chencha Flores, is on the line. Chencha, what questions do you have for Dr. Michael White? The question I have is, without getting in, into the politics of it. Absolutely. So I actually think our numbers that we think are positive are probably actually underreported. I actually think that we are uh, we don't know the true prevalence or true number of cases because we aren't testing everybody. We aren't testing those that are mildly symptomatic. We've really restricted our testing to those that are very symptomatic or those that we're admitting to the hospital due to the limited number of tests that are available. Therefore, we truly don't know how prevalent this is within our communities. We've put these instructions into place and it has not been overblown because we wanted to prevent and have it prevent 
the chance that we would overwhelm our resources within healthcare delivery, i.e. we wanted to make sure that we had enough hospital beds, we had enough trained healthcare professionals, we had enough ventilators to be able to treat those acutely ill patients if they became acutely ill. Without these restrictions, this virus could have spread much more rapidly, much quickly, we could have had a large number of patients all at once to the point that we then would have to make even worse choices about how we're able to quote, quote, rationalize care or be able to not be able to get to people in time when they were truly acutely ill. So all of these restrictions have been necessary to get us to this point where we haven't seen the surge. We haven't seen us be overwhelming of these resources and has really truly allowed us to prepare as healthcare delivery organizations to make sure that we are ready and we are there for those people that need us when they're sick. So Dr. White, I asked you this last month, I'm going to ask you again, after all these weeks, how are our frontline healthcare workers holding up um, emotionally with all of this? Our healthcare teams have been phenomenal through this. Our healthcare delivery um, frontline staff have truly been the heroes through this whole pandemic. They have stepped up to the plate. They're showing up to work every day. They're caring for these patients, you know, without question. They're providing exceptional care as we go forward. They truly have done everything that we have been able to do to make sure that we're able to adequately treat um, and care for these individuals. And that's not only those that are COVID-19 disease positive, but those that have truly, you know, emergent uh, illnesses that will get them in the hospital. We've been able to care for those individuals to maintain contact with their families in these, you know, trying times with these restrictions um, uh, that we've put in place around visitors to protect, you know, those that are in the hospital from bringing this uh, virus into our facilities. Uh, I can't speak I could sing praises all morning long around what we've done and what we continue to see from from our frontline staff. They have truly been phenomenal, and they continue to be to be here for our patients. They are ready. They're here again, stepping up every day to care for anybody that comes to need those. You know, these are really hard circumstances. So for them to power through like that is really inspirational. What are some of the things the organization and Valleywise Health is doing to keep those spirits high? Certainly early on, we knew that we were in this for a long period of time. You know, as many will tell you, I've akin this to we are in this as a marathon. This is not a sprint. You know, we are going to be in this for quite some time. And so we have to prepare for that. We've built an employee engagement team who focuses on providing activities um, to celebrate all of the work that all of the healthcare workers and those that are in healthcare delivery are doing, you know, to support the organization and to support our patients um, as they seek care. We've done certain things with chalk drawings around the, the uh, around the employee entrances that are um, inviting folks in um, to, ce- to celebrate and thank them for their work. Um, we thank all of the community um, uh, partners that have supported us through donations, through food, through um, uh, comfort masks, through other medical equipment masks that have done that. We've been able to then take those out and and, and share those with the teams within our facilities uh, on, a, on a regular basis to do that, to really thank them for their work that they've been doing. We've been doing 
context about selfies in their PPE. Um, this week, we're doing you know, reinforcing hand washing and songs um, around having people singing their favorite song as they're doing uh, hand hygiene. So many things to try to keep people engaged and excited around delivering healthcare. That'll be so fun. We'll have to share some of those videos on our social media if we can. Um, I know a couple weeks ago, we had uh, our first COVID patient discharged from the hospital. And that was a really big celebration um, that almost went viral online. We had almost 50,000 views at the last check. So talk about what that was like. So we were... Um very, very uh, engaged and, and it really uplifted our entire team to be able to see one of our initial COVID positive patients who was critically ill to be able to carry that patient all the way through the continuum to see them come in so critically ill, be able to get them back into health and be able to see them discharged to home was such a rewarding and valuable experience for our staff. It was important for us to celebrate that and celebrate all the work the entire continuum had done to help this patient through their journey um, to back to be able to go home. We celebrated it through um, a song that we played throughout the hospital, lined the halls, applauding the patient as they've been able to go. And we've done this for all of the subsequent uh, COVID-19 disease positive patients that we've had leave the hospital. We've we've done this um, to celebrate all of that work and celebrate that transition. That's excellent. For those of you just tuning in a little bit late, we're speaking with Dr. Michael White from Valleywise Health about our new normal in this uh, COVID-19 situation. A lot of us are uh, getting fatigued with this. We've been home for several weeks. We've been hearing about it on the news nonstop. And um, what are some hopeful messages that you have that things will kind of eventually go back to normal for us or, you know, our new normal? So I think that some of what we are seeing is I think that we are getting close to seeing our initial peak in our surge. I think that we need to be thankful that we have through these episodes of social distancing, through these these measures, that we have not overwhelmed our healthcare delivery system, that we've been able to actually, you know, do and connect with people we haven't connected with in these times of, you know, social distancing and, you know, being with our families, we've really been able to do some things that we haven't been able to do in quite some time um, as we've slowed down. And it's important to, for us to, to think and treasure and reflect on some of these new and trying these new times, even though they've been trying times, it's it's really allowed us to get back into some of, of roots of some of these behaviors. I'm hopeful as we go forward that we're able to con- continue to carry some of these connections, some of these new relationships that have been developed in this time to really help us carry forward. And again, as I started with, you know, certainly the way that we delivered healthcare and the way we've done healthcare operations will will be transformed through this. And I'm hopefully in new and exciting ways that we're better able to connect with our patients more regularly through some of these new alternative means and really be able to influence positive health outcomes as we go forward. On a personal note, before the show started, we were both talking about, you know, family trips that you had canceled a trip. I'm probably going to be canceling a trip this summer. Will we ever take a family vacation again? Absolutely. I think we will be able to get back to um, those times of, of seeing the world, uh, traveling around the country, being in contact with our remote relatives. We will return 
we will return to that. I think that we will all be more cautious around as we're interacting in public spaces around, again, making sure we're not and cleaning and touching surfaces as making sure that we're not, you know, trying to introduce any type of infection into our bodies through touching our eyes, nose, and mouth. So I, I believe that we will get back to that. Um, it's going to take us some time. It may not be, you know, for three, six, nine months down the road, but we will start to see that rebuild. That's good to hear. So as we close up today, um, what are, what's something that you have learned as a doctor who's, you know, really in this um, that has surprised you about COVID-19? It's really surprised me uh, around this is the way that our healthcare teams have rallied and been adaptable um, to be able to really transition the way that they deliver care and reformulate those connections with patients um, that that they're caring for. Our teams have done remarkable things, critically thinking, problem solving, to be able to bring forth new ideas, rapidly test them and then adapt them so we can make sure that we are able to fulfill the mission that drove many of us to choose a career in healthcare, being able to care for those patients that are acutely ill so they have a positive outcome. It's been phenomenal. Well, for those of you who want to learn more about Dr. Michael White's recommendations and um, more about our new normal, Dr. White does have a blog uh, on valleywhiteshealth.org right now that you can check out. Dr. White, thank you so much uh, for taking time to talk with us today. It was my pleasure. Have a great week. We hope you enjoyed listening to Valley Well via Salute, a health and wellness information program brought to you by Valleywise Health and District Medical Group. If you're looking for more information about what you heard today, visit us online at valleywisehealth.org slash be well. There you'll find blogs and videos from our healthcare providers, and you can even book an appointment at a Valleywise Community Health Center near you. That's valleywisehealth.org slash be well. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.